Till Death Do Us Part is a lighthearted and sometimes satirical true crime podcast where we present our dysfunctional married take on serious cases involving other dysfunctional relationships. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of Till Death Do Us Part. I'm Daniel. And I'm Melissa. All right, so we're doing something a little bit different today. And what are we going to do that's different? We are going to share one of our Betrayed episodes that we do over on Patreon. We thought you guys would like a sneak peek, maybe. (laughs) All of our Patreons, they voted on this, and they're going to share their favorite one with all of you. And if you happen to like it, if it's something you're interested in, then maybe go check us out over on Patreon.com at Till Death Do Us Part podcast. And you too could become part of our very dysfunctional community. We put the fun in dysfunction. Always. So please enjoy this episode of Betrayed. Yeah, enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Till Death Do Us Part Betrayed. I'm Daniel. And I'm Melissa. Welcome back to the third installment of Patreon-only content. (laughs) It's going to get crazy. Oh my gosh. You have no idea. Is it? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, he has no idea what I'm about to tell him. (laughs) (laughs) So in Betrayed we will be telling a case that doesn't end in murder. You'll never guess how it ends, though. You'll never guess how it ends. Actually, they are all insane. And I'm was, loving every minute I of researching. I was joking because it's called betrayed, <laughs> so I can't imagine what actually happens. They're betrayed. Oh, Big is there time. betrayal in it? Big time. Yes. Nice. All right. So you ready for my case? I'm ready. All right. I'm ready to be betrayed. <laughs> so this is the case of George and Dorothy Casconi. Nice. In September of 1969, 17-year-old George Casconi met sweet and beautiful 18-year-old Dorothy Luther in Kansas City, Missouri. Both George and Dorothy were smitten immediately, but it wasn't only George who fell head over heels for sweet, shy, and beautiful Dorothy. It was the summer of 69. (laughs) George's mom also fell in love with her as well. No, but in like a daughterly way. Okay. All right. Yes. Yes. Fell in love with her in that way. All right. Dorothy was caring and shared the same family values as George and his mother, which was very important since George's dad had passed away when he was only 11 years old. Oh. That sucks. And it had been just George and his mama ever since. Yeah. After almost four years of dating, on August 7th, 1973, George and Dorothy became man and wife and settled into marital bliss. The couple lived with George's mom while the two saved up enough money to purchase their first home. George continued going to school and working several jobs. He worked as a grocery store clerk, in real estate, and as a mechanic. 
Wow. Making sure to never leave Dorothy wanting more. George is a worker. Yeah, that's quite a spread. He's a grocery yes. store dude and uh, yes, dabbling in real estates. George had amazing work ethic. Sounds like it. Those things that we try to instill in our children, but it's not working. Right. You know, I'd love to get some insight from George's mom. How did she instill that work ethic in him? Beat them. No, <laughs> probably because the dad died or his probably. dad died so young. So he probably had to take over a lot of, you know, the quote unquote dad jobs. Yeah. You kind of just thinking. do what you have to do. So. Dorothy also worked as a waitress up until 1976 when the Casconis had their first daughter and purchased their very first home together. Everything should have been perfect, but it never is. Well, of is course it, not. Daniel? No, life isn't perfect. No, and marriages are not perfect. No, it's and not if like anybody our tells you, bliss. no, if anybody tells you they have the perfect marriage or the almost perfect marriage, they are lying. Yes. <laughs> those Run are the ones. Away. <laughs> those are the ones we will be covering on our Sweet. shows. <laughs> After the birth of the couple's first daughter, Dorothy began to change a bit. The shy and sweet-natured Dorothy had been replaced with a demanding, dominating, and aggressive significant other. Oh, geez. Yeah. I don't know if we can blame this so much on, um, like, postpartum. Yeah. I think she was waiting. That's her personality coming out. Yes. I think she had an anchor, which was the baby. And so then her real personality began showing. Gotcha. But that's just my opinion. You think she faked her way into it? I think a she put bit? on a good show. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. Now, these were personality traits that George had never seen in their seven years of being together. He oh, had never a, seen the side of Dorothy. That's odd. Not in seven years? Yes. And huh. Dorothy began to spend money. She huh. loved to shop. And started putting everything on those dreaded credit cards. Ooh. George continued to pay the bills and credit card statements. He just continued working even harder, just trying to keep Dorothy happy. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I mean, sounds like true happiness right there. Doesn't it, though? No. No, not at all. You've had to curb my spending habits a couple times. Yeah, I've had to curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> um, so this is in the circus seventies, uh, right? Yes, late seventies. So, oh mm -hmm. god! So yes. the credit cards are really just starting to peak their ugly head. Ugh, yeah, bad, bad news bears. Yeah. In 1979, George began buying up rental properties and buildings in the Kansas City area. Oh, good for him. Smart man. Good idea. Mm -hmm. And should have been saving ample amounts of money. But every month, there would be very little to show for his hard work and investments. George just worked even harder. But guess who was controlling the money? <sighs> well, obviously her, but it should have been him. No, it's not a sexist thing. It should be whoever's the most responsible with the money should be handling the money. That's true. And she obviously wasn't very responsible with the finances. Yeah. In 1984, the couple's second daughter was born and Dorothy's spending got even worse. Dorothy loved clothes, anything shiny, and leopard print. 
<laughs> Which I understand because leopard print is a neutral. Oh, how can you turn away leopard so print? So you can. Oh my gosh, everything leopard print. <laughs> By now, George had had enough and decided it was time to put his foot down and told Dorothy that her spending was out of control and tried to limit her access to their funds. Hmm. Didn't go over very well. How, yeah, I was going to say, she probably didn't like that, I'm assuming. Dorothy freaked out and basically destroyed everything in their home. Um, just just had a field day okay. <laughs> with their things. George decided to back off and the spending continued. What? He just worked more. Heck no. You know what I would do? I'd stop working be like, you pay for it, bitch. It's your turn. <laughs> seriously she went off just unhinged and smashed everything in the house yeah yeah i think that would be the end of it right then and there probably be like i'm not i'm not gonna earn another dollar all i'd rather see us completely broke than see you get to spend more money well and george also tells the story about dorothy and this kind of sums everything up is in 1985 there was a big hailstorm in Kansas City, and it did a lot of damage to a lot of properties. Yeah. And they ended up getting a settlement from the insurance company, and it, the check was sent to the house, and George never saw it. <gasps> never oh. once saw it. She had gone to the bank and tried to cash it without having his signature, and the bank wouldn't cash it. So then she brought the check home and was screaming at George, why haven't you signed this? You need to sign this. What? Like blaming him. And then he was like, I didn't even know we got a check from the insurance company. Like, had no idea. And she just went off on him. So he signed it over to her and never saw that money again. I think he was just trying to keep the peace. But what kind of life is that? It's not. It's not a life. That's miserable. You're just walking on eggshells with your partner. Oh, I'd divorce her in a second. Yeah, definitely. I'd be out. In 1985, seeking comfort from someone who didn't constantly berate him or spend all his hard-earned money, George had an affair with a woman friend of he and Dorothy's. He should. He basically has no marriage at this point. She has completely ruined it. No. This did not make me lose my liking of George. No, I I don't feel bad for him. I feel like he hasn't even gotten even yet. Yeah. He's just trying to find happiness, forget like doing and, anything else. And George, when you watch interviews with him, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Like totally would be friends with George. Okay. Dorothy found out about the affair pretty quickly and was obviously enraged. Okay. Yeah. Because didn't take much for her to be enraged, I, I think. guess not. George apologized and promised to never be unfaithful again. But Dorothy wouldn't let it go. So he just started throwing more money at her and gave Dorothy more control over their finances. Okay, so here's a theory. Okay. Um, What she's doing with money is also being unfaithful because she is cheating on him behind his back using money. It's still the same principle. I know people, it's like, oh, no, it's totally different. No, it's not. No, it's absolutely not. She has an addiction behind his back. And she's ruining her life. It would be like her That's having true. a gambling addiction and hiding money and, you know, stealing it essentially from themselves and then right. spending it and then hiding it from him. I didn't even think it, it's about a, that. It would be the yeah, same thing. I agree. So she's essentially cheating on him with with their money, like getting, in her case, she wants to buy stuff. Yeah. 
And he, she is getting he pleasure even out have a, of that. Yeah, and he doesn't even have a pattern. He just was like, I'm going to freak out. He's a guy. He's miserable. How can you have adult aerobics with someone like that, with her? I don't know. People and, talk I mean, about angry it. sex all the time. I don't yeah, understand angry I don't, sex. I don't get that at all. Yeah. Not buying that. Anyway. Okay. Okay, that's my take on it. Go ahead. The next year, George opened a body shop and used car lot. Holy crap. This guy is. I told you. He's, man. Yeah. He took care of the customers and vehicles while Dorothy took care of the books. Why? He gave the books to her. So do you think he's just that? He he doesn't know? Is he really that? No, he knows. Unsure? I think he was just trying to keep the peace. And he knew the only way to keep things peaceful and civil with Dorothy was to just keep giving her control of finances. Okay, so she has a spending addiction. Right. Like anyone else who has an addiction. If you give them more of it, they're just going to do more of it. True. Right? Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really the bottom line. Oh, poor George. Okay, yeah. go ahead. So George was working almost 20 hours a day and oh, seven days a week. Geez. George knew the shop should have been overflowing with income, but they were still broke. George realized that money was missing. There it is. And See? knew immediately oh. that Dorothy was stealing from the business. There it is. Yes. I told you. I knew it. In 1991, 18 years into the Cascone marriage, George decided that the only way to get Dorothy out of his business was to give her one of her own. What? So they opened a wig shop in one of George's buildings that Dorothy would have 100% control over, especially control over the money. Unfortunately, things did not go according to George's plan. Dorothy just took the money from George's other businesses to fund her wig shop. Um, yeah. And he just let her. George. George. George what are you doing, George? Well, George still had a lot of guilt over the affair okay, and she, felt like he owed it to her. Oh, she started it. He felt a, like he owed a <sighs> lot to Dorothy. I don't know why, though. You know yeah. what he should have done? What? Which would have been funny. Because really, what has he got to lose? He should have said, all right, here's a deal. I'm going to let you just continue being an idiot and spending the money, and we'll see what happens. As long as I get to have any nasty whore on the side I want. Oh, boy. And then then let her make a decision and go, no, it's fine. But for every dollar you piss away, I'm going to spend that on some other woman. I just think they shouldn't be married anymore. Of course, that's my point. But- (laughs) Right? I mean, it's yeah. it's like... Divorce it, is always the better yeah, option. Just get divorced, folks. <laughs> um, right? But then yeah. <laughs> then let her try and justify that. No, they call okay. her out. What okay. has he got to lose? That's true. What has he got to What's lose? What's she going to do? Leave him and now not have the money? Right. Because all he has to do is just stop working his butt off. And she's completely screwed. Or like stop having adult aerobics with him, which I'm sure they hadn't had in a really uh, long time. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't give her a penny. Oh, go ahead. You wouldn't give her a piece or a penny. No, no, nothing. No. (laughs) Heck no. In early 1999, George's beloved mother passed away. Oh. He was devastated. I bet. Yeah. With George's mom gone, Dorothy thought it was a good idea only a few months later to serve George with divorce papers. After 26 years of marriage. No, no. He's supposed to divorce her. (laughs) She's like, oh, your mom's dead. Now I'm going to serve you with divorce papers so I don't look like a jerk off. That's what I was thinking. 
So, okay, she did that. I get it. So now she gets half of everything. Yeah, so let's talk about that. To, okay, sorry. Yeah, I'll here stop, we go. I'll stop thinking into it. <laughs> let's talk about that. Oh, God. I don't believe George was too shook up about it. I don't think it really hurt him that much that she <laughs> gave him divorce papers. George was just ready to be out of the toxic relationship and move on. So he ended up giving Dorothy everything. All the money. What? Properties, buildings, and his beloved car collection. Okay. All George asked for in return was his shop and his mother's house. Because he had built that house and designed that house for his mom. Okay. Dorothy agreed. Do you know what that sneaky little minx did next? Oh, gosh. What? She hid the deed in all the divorce paperwork to that house and all the other properties George was giving to her. And he accidentally signed it over to her. It was all hidden in the fine print. Um, you know what? I think there might be a murder soon. <laughs> uh, mystery. She might have a mystery accident. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking he didn't even read through anything. He was just done and he was over okay. it and he just signed anything and everything that was placed in front okay. of him. Okay, I feel bad for George, I, but I'm kind of right. starting to go, look, dude, you got to help yourself a little bit. Mm. I mean, is he really that kind I of I think he was dumb? just broken. He was just broken down and defeated and done. Okay, but clearly she is... A snake. Yeah, she's <laughs> going to take advantage of him. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't if I were him, I would have 14 lawyers on my side going over every word of it and, and talking to them saying, hey, how can I do... What can I do? Yeah, yeah. He obviously didn't have very great representation. He didn't get any representation, clearly, because they would have made sure they would have read through it and be like, wait, 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 something's wrong here. Right. And then that way, you know, they have some legal standing. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Not too long after the divorce, Dorothy was remarried. Of course she was. Which means I think she had someone on the side. But, probably. You know, that's just yeah, my opinion. She's probably cheating on him. But something good did come to George. Dorothy signed back over to him the deed to his mom's house. In return, all George had to do was let Dorothy move her business into one of his new properties, rent-free. What? Mm-hmm. That's what she wanted in return. Uh, yep. Okay. But in 2006, George had to sell the building due to finance issues, and Dorothy's business had to close. Nice. Which I'm sure she was pissed about. Good. <laughs> A few years later, Dorothy's second husband passed away. Instead of having a funeral or memorial service for him, she just sold his body to science for $250. Of course she did. Yeah, I wasn't really surprised by that. What? Mm -hmm. A miserable whore. <laughs> okay, well, here's where we get into the good stuff. Oh, good. Okay. Are you ready for this? It wasn't that all good stuff? No. Okay. Mm, we're oh we're coming to the peak now. Oh, my okay? gosh. All right. In 2010, George and Dorothy had been divorced for 11 years. Now, granted, they had two kids together. These two people shouldn't have had that much contact together, right? Unless it had no. to do with their children or their grandchildren. Right. Yeah, okay. So on July 5th of that year, in 2010, around 1230 at night, 57-year-old George gets a knock on his front door. Standing on his front porch were agents from the FBI, 
and the local Kansas City police force. They asked George one simple question. Have you made anyone mad recently? George answered, in my business, I make a lot of people mad. Then he was asked, what about in the past? George knew it was about Dorothy. Uh He knew it. The agents told George that they had Dorothy in custody for a murder-for-hire plot to have George killed. What? (laughs) Oh, my God. George cannot catch a break. No. Well, I guess he did. They caught her before he could get killed. And it really didn't sound like George was very shocked by this. Uh. He was kind of like, yeah, I'm not surprised. (laughs) But George learned that 58-year-old Dorothy had asked a man that she had been seeing for less than three weeks if he would kill her ex-husband. She told him that she wanted him to shoot George on the 4th of July while fireworks were being let off. You know, to muffle the sound of the gun shot. Uh, Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Dorothy would also provide the boyfriend with the black hoodie, (laughs) detailed drawings of George's house, a loaded 38 caliber handgun and $2,000 in cash. Two grand. Yes. She wanted him to do it for two grand. The boyfriend Damn, agreed. That's cheap. Well, he, the boyfriend agreed, but then immediately contacted the FBI. Good job, sir. Yes. You do that. Dorothy couldn't just be arrested based on this guy's word. They needed proof, right? Yeah. Yeah. A nice recording would do. That would help. Yeah. Yeah, Sure. The boyfriend was wired up and the final plan was caught on voice recording. Oh, my God. The boyfriend asked, how do you want George shot? One time? Two times? Dorothy answered, I don't care. I just want him dead. Boom. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, literally. Boom. Oh, my gosh. Dorothy was arrested and charged with first degree assault. That's it? That's it. Okay. Okay. George was pissed. Uh, Yeah. Not necessarily about she wanting him dead, but about the price she offered to have this boyfriend kill him. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what would she get out of killing him? Okay, I'm going to tell you. Uh, Okay. But I was also going to say, if anyone is interested in watching these interviews with George about this case, they're on YouTube, and it's hilarious because... (laughs) George is not mad about her wanting him dead because he knew she wanted him dead for years. He's pissed that she only offered $2,000. Wow. (laughs) George even says that Dorothy should have offered at least $10,000 to a real hitman from New York or Chicago. Sure, because everyone knows you can get a real hitman from New York or Chicago for ten grand. (laughs) And he had a quote that he says... She hired a thief to do a killer's work. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's one way of looking at it. I also wanted to mention, and I'm going to put this on social media, but Dorothy's mugshot. Okay. Dorothy was a rather plump, blonde, big hair, smoky eye, like lots of eyeliner. Oh, she God. kind of looked, and this is going to sound bad. I don't mean this to sound bad, but she looked like Miss Piggy. No, it should sound bad because she is a horrible human being. Okay, but she was like the the human version of a Miss Piggy. Okay, okay? that just okay. sounds awful, and I no, hate that's using what I pictured. That. Okay, I picture that. But yeah. her mugshot looks like she had some sort of weight management 
surgery. She had gastric bypass? Yes. Okay. So then she is a shrunken, skin-hanging-off version of Miss Piggy. I said like a deflated Dolly Parton. Wow. Yeah. And with the big, big blonde hair, just... Her inside, the evilness of her insides were now showing on the outside. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's not good. But it turned out that Dorothy had taken out four life insurance policies on George, totaling almost a million dollars. Plus, she had it written out that she would be getting all his properties and businesses. So she falsified documents. So, Okay. Yeah. Can you take a life insurance policy out on an ex-spouse without their knowledge? I think as long as you're getting it notarized in the signatures. Huh. Yeah. Because, I mean, that. what if you don't want that? I, I don't know. Seems odd. Yeah. Huh. On March 29th, 2011, Dorothy pled guilty to second degree assault. She was given a sentence of five years behind bars. Okay. That's it. Only five years. Yeah, because she technically didn't do anything. She just talked about doing something. So I'm actually kind of surprised she even got five years for that. Right. But they had a recording of her wanting him dead and she had given payment and a gun. Right. Like she had facilitated the things that this man needed to kill George. Right. So she wanted it done. This wasn't just talking about it. She actually gave him what he needed. A while back, she probably would have gotten a lot of prison time. But today, mm. um, I think it's... Well, it's 2011. Less, yeah. 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 10 years ago. Dorothy was set to be released in 2014. But on July 21st of that year, 63-year-old Dorothy died from natural causes. So she died in prison. Wow. hmm What a miserable hag. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, what a horrible life. Yeah. That, I mean, right there tells you, like, there's no shortcuts to happiness. No. No. You got to work at it. And even the poor, her poor husband, although he worked and basically everything was a waste, he's still, I assume he's still alive, right? No. No? No. That was my next sad news. Oh, my gosh. This is horrible. I know. George Casconi died from a fatal illness on July 24th, 2019 at the ripe old age of 67. That's it? 67? I know. He had his whole life ahead of him. Oh I couldn't find what the fatal illness was. Not even that it matters. But poor George. He had, you know, five years without dealing with his ex-wife, at least. Dang. I guess. Yeah. Poor George. But if you guys want to meet George, he's on YouTube, and you would want to be friends with him for sure. So he missed the COVID. <laughs> Everything's going to revert back to COVID. Seriously. No, I mean, think about it. That that was right before. Oh, boy. That's crazy. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, George, we hope Poor you're- George. We hope you got your car collection back in heaven. Well, that's a, one of the saddest stories I've ever heard. Not is saddest. It? It's pretty sad. It is sad. But Dang. maybe this will Maybe people will learn from it. Yes. Right? This take this as a as a learned lesson. Yeah, it's like that song, I saw the sign. Yeah. And then I opened <laughs> I up my eyes and saw the sign. <laughs> like, hey, okay, how many signs does right. it take before you finally see the signs? <laughs> 
Good that Lord, you should George. leave your horrific wife run yeah. away. I think George was get just... It first, get a lawyer and ask him which direction. <laughs> You're going to run, but ask the lawyer which way to run. Oh, George God. just wanted to keep the peace. Well, Daniel, what did you think of my case? <sighs> Man, that's just terrible. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I And the fact that he worked so hard and just kept throwing more work and more work at it, trying to make it. And it basically made it worse. It did. The harder he mm. worked, the worse it got. Yeah. Because he just was feeding an addict. Yes. And she didn't love him more. She loved him less because she wanted even more. That's and true. even when he she took him for everything, then she wanted to kill him. What does that tell you? Tells me I'm not a big fan of Dorothy. No, absolutely Mm-mm. not. No. Oh, well, at least her name wasn't Karen. <laughs> Poor Karens. The Karens of the world. Man. I know. I feel bad rap. I know days. some really great Karens. I do too. It's, so, yeah, yeah. It's, I have a bunch of coworker friends, and their older wives are Karens. Like, <laughs> and they're all nice, you know. I, I think know. they're nice. I don't know. Well, my information for this case came from the show Who the Bleep Did I Marry? Yes, this that this is absolutely exemplifies that title. Yeah, and other outside sources like newspaper articles and YouTube interviews. But a lot of YouTube. A lot of YouTube. Well, George. Poor George. I know. I hope the kids are okay. Me you know? too. I mean, me too. That has to be horrific to know that your mom tried to hire someone to kill your dad. Yeah. Ugh. My only question is, is after they got divorced, how did her finances do? Well, she immediately got married. Yeah, but so she's now has all control. He's not, you know, like supplementing the businesses with his own time. So now she gets all his businesses, but he's not running them. Oh, that's true. So I I'm think he started if she over. Ran them all into the ground, probably, and sold everything and just spent the money. Probably, she seems like that type. She doesn't want to work hard, but she wants. I'm guessing because the funds she, yeah, from I'm that. guessing if she wanted to kill him, it's because she was out of money. Yes. So she was already at a desperate situation yeah. and already blew through everything she took him for. Yeah, because it was 11 years after their divorce. Yeah. is when so I'm sure that money was gone. Yep. absolutely. And she only mm-hmm. gave him two grand to kill him. Which yes. means she didn't have tons of money. Because she's so she's cheap, yet she pisses money away. So at the same time, she's like, "I'll give you two grand to kill him," and it's like, "Really? Yeah, only two Shoot. grand." I would. I don't know how much would you pay to have me killed. I'm how expensive. How much would I pay to have you killed? I'm expensive. Oh no, I'd divorce you. <laughs> Absolutely. Again, why do guys say? Okay, never mind. I forgot how the phrase goes. So let's forget it. Oh, forget the thought. <laughs> All right. Well, patrons, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Betrayed, and I hope you continue listening to all our other shows. I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Okay, I'm glad. I'll show you some pictures of uh, Dorothy and George. Dorothy and Toto. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Well, bye. Bye. Bye.